The EduTech guys present a conversation from our live coverage of FETC in Orlando, Florida on Friday, January 26th, 2018. Enjoy the program. It's great. I really appreciate you guys having me on. My name is Vince Virgis, and I'm the assessment director for the state of Florida. Um, presented at FETC for a few years, and uh, yeah. we have uh, got lots of changes coming up. Some of them, ironically, are, are kind of in the opposite direction of technology, and we want to make sure that our the folks that, that attend the conference know what computer-based tests that we have statewide and what tests we're actually moving back to paper on next oh, okay. year. So um, the trend in the nation has been to, to give more online tests, and uh, and with it, sometimes they have been problems and one of the one of the big things that the most consistent issues is districts and schools have issues with bandwidth or computer devices access points and and those so not just the number of devices but all the infrastructure that goes around it so um, we've heard we've heard that for some years and and last year some legislation was passed Um, all of our statewide tests in in, uh, English language arts and mathematics were computer-based for, for a number of years, except for with the exception of a couple of grades. Mm-hmm. And uh, legislation was passed this past year that, that says next year we're going to take all of our tests that were online in grades three through six for English language mathematics and move them back to paper. Wow. So that's a, that's a, that's a big move. Uh, there was one time, ironically, that Florida gave more computer-based tests than any other state in the country. Yeah. And next year we may give more paper-based tests than any state in the country. So uh, Pennsylvania is the only other state that, that gives these predominantly in a, in, in a paper-based format. And something else I wanted to share that, that's of interest to states. Again, I think the challenges that, that, that folks have faced with computer-based testing and, and devices in the classrooms and so forth are not unique to Florida. And I thought you sure. know, your viewers in other states might, might find some benefit from that as well. And another thing that uh, the bill, the same bill that had us implement these, these uh, computer-based tests or paper-based tests was a study to look at the feasibility of uh, letting school districts decide whether they, they want to give the ACT or the SAT instead of our statewide tests. So oh. the Every Student Succeeds Act uh, has a provision that states who so choose to uh, can request permission from the federal government and then they can, if, if they have a menu of tests at the high school level, they can let states or they can offer districts the option to decide whether they want to use the ACT or SAT or some other nationally recognized high school assessment instead of giving the statewide test. So you can imagine a situation where um, Orange County, where we are with Orlando, might decide to give the SAT, where Miami-Dade County might want to give the, the grade 10 test. So um, again, that's just an option that the right. feds have allowed the states to explore. Uh, the, the first step that, that Florida decided to take was, let's study this and let's decide, yeah. is this possible? What are, what are some of the pitfalls if we were to go in this direction? So, um, so so I'll go back to the paper-based discussion and kind of talk about the evolution of that. And then yeah, I'll yeah, up, absolutely. I'll finish up with some of the, you know, the study there. So, so back to the discussion that I was speaking about, um, our tests in grades 3 through 6, English language arts and mathematics, will move from the computer or largely from the computer this year onto a paper-based format next year, which is just, just an enormous undertaking. Uh, of course, for years, all states gave paper-based tests, right. but then all states started moving towards that, that computer-based formats. And we have uh, 200,000 students in each of the grades, three through six. And so we, we, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about, when we, we think about what it's going to take uh, to print those test books, and, uh, right. and we're, we're looking at around 51 million sheets of paper um, for those tests. And so it's quite a bit of scoring and so forth. Um, yeah, so, so it's going to be a, a, a gigantic undertaking. 
Uh, however, you know, I think uh, if you think about when you know the SAT and ACT, which I'll come, to, I'll talk about in another moment. Um, those are all one-day tests, uh, right. one and done. And and uh, you know the districts had expressed concerns for the statewide tests in elementary, middle, and high school, uh, where the lack of number of devices required students to they, they had to have a testing window, or they still do have a testing window that spread out a number of right. weeks. And if uh, school isn't one to one, then you have to have students. Uh, they may only spend an hour or two testing, but then they may spend some time while the classes have been the bell schedules are changed and teachers are monitoring tests and so forth. So, parents uh, and and a number of superintendents saw it as as a as taking away from instruction. So there was a, a push for this, and then the law was passed. So um, there's some some language in the bill that that created some confusion. Uh, for example, the um, a number of districts thought that the the uh, decision was to implement. You know, the bill was passed last summer, and they thought the implementation was going to be for all of those grades to go on paper this year. And it just takes a little bit of time to ramp up and and reformat oh, sure. the tests and so forth. So um, that big change is going to take place in the 2018-2019 school year. So in my session today, I'll make sure that the educators in Florida, uh, you know, they they understand that. And again, it just <laughs> calm, calm them down a little bit, a little bit. Again, you know, so I think the trade-off is uh, we're we are it's a computer-based society. You know, any any uh, livable wage career that you could think of, most of them have some kind of you know you have some kind of uh, um, computer-based interaction in, in your day. But on the other hand, while schools are still working towards getting that infrastructure in place, um, this would this would allow them to have less time dedicated to the testing season, if you will. So. Right. So um, a, a couple of things, because that's a lot to take in. So uh, first of all, I, I think um, even though you are focused on Florida educators, I, I think the implication is certainly nationwide. Uh, and, and I know we're based in Arkansas, mm -hmm. and, and that's you know, one of the things that has always been an option. Um, well, I say that used to be an option, be an option was that a school could get a waiver to take paper-based tests if they met certain criteria, and then of course now, uh, and then and, and special ed and, and that type of thing. I, I believe that's still uh, an option in some cases, but I, I can definitely see where the the move back toward paper uh, is perfectly valid not just in Florida with all the students and, and everything you have to deal with, but you, you, you mentioned testing windows, and, and that's one of the problems that we run into is, you know, he, Jeff is at a school district, and so that's one of the things they have to do is shuffle everything around so that these students can test over the course of a month in some cases, you know, in some of our larger districts, and I mean, it's just... That's correct. We have the same company. So. Do you see any, what are the positives and negatives you see of making the transition back for the students for the assessment withdrawal? Yeah, well, well, the positives, again, I think the, the, the reason why, the number one reason why uh, was for those schools and districts that aren't quite ready, they can reduce the amount of time that they're actually testing. Because one-to-one, there's your test, take the test, and then, you know, then you're done. So I think, you know, that that's the positive. Um, some students may be more familiar, but we didn't really see a mode effect uh, when we moved from, as we made the transition from, from paper to online, uh, you know, given the item types. Uh, so, the, so the students seem to interact uh, fairly well with the items. So, um, you know, the, the, the negatives are we are going to, we're, 
as a result of this, the law also allows us to report about a month later, three weeks to a month later, because you've got to have time to process those documents. Uh, currently, our vendor's in Minneapolis. So if you imagine those 51 million sheets of paper, uh, you've got to truck them from <laughs> seven, uh, say, seven diesel trucks, <laughs> Key West, um, you know, Key West up to Minneapolis. Um, so just wow. a little bit of demo- uh, geographics for those who aren't familiar with Florida. You know, it is actually a sh- about the same distance to drive from Pensacola, Florida to Chicago as it is to drive from Pensacola to Key West. We, so we were ta- we drove down. We <laughs> yes, were talking yes. about that. <laughs> and so, you know, so you've got, all, you know, all the things, you know, mishandled boxes and those kinds of things. So there are always challenges with, with technical, with, with, you know, technical glitches and so forth testing, but paper is not without its challenges as yeah. well. So, so uh, besides just the statewide assessments, it, in, your, in your update, are you going to cover uh, ACT and all yeah, that good stuff? Correct, also? Yeah, so, so that's that's a big the you know, the paper the move paper is a big bombshell. That's a big bombshell. Right, yeah. a, a lot of changes there and the changes and things. Um, but yes, yeah, as, as I mentioned, the uh, the exploration of the option to give the ACT or SAT in lieu of the statewide test. So, as you as you may know, a number of states, I think Arkansas is one of them, where their high school test is actually the ACT, right? So, uh, or, and then. Um, other, it, 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 that's or two years down the road? Or is Yeah, I don't think we're quite there not yet. Quite there yet. But so, anyway, heading but there, that direction. There are a number of states that use the ACT or right. the SAT yeah. and don't use a statewide test. Right. So that's an option. In this study, you know, some of the folks when this when our when the study results came out, they said, Well, you asked the wrong question. You know, you you know, what would happen if we just replace this? Well, this study actually served that purpose as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we looked at, you know, what would be some of the challenges to, to go this route, but all of the findings are generalizable to what happens. What does the state need to think about? As a matter of fact, we've had, uh, we're counting, I think Arkansas is one of them, we've had at least 27 states ask for our study because it has implications for those that, that want to use it. So I think the biggest thing is how well do those standards align to what is being taught in the classroom. Sure. So uh, years ago, Florida had a comprehensive assessment in high school, you know, grade nine, which we still do, but it's really based to the grade nine and grade 10 courses. Um, and now we have end of course tests in, in algebra one and geometry at the high school level. And we got rid of the comprehensive math test. And one of the, one of the concerns that we heard was high school math teachers said, I'm not teaching a comprehensive math class. I'm teaching algebra, I'm teaching geometry, or I'm teaching English one or English two. And, and this test really doesn't, I'm being held responsible for these things that were covered at some other time. Right. Uh, so that's why we moved to this, to this model. So you think ACT and SAT, one of the benefits is it's something that you can look at it, you know, nationally recognized. You can use it for your college entrance and, and so forth. Um, but it is, it covers a lot of content, some from middle school, some from high school, some from, you know, the advanced mathematics portion. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so the alignment is a question. And so what are you, how are you going to hold schools and teachers accountable? Are you going to use a test as a graduation requirement? Um, the test really wasn't designed to do that, although, you know, you could, you know, you could do those things. So, um, I think that was the, that was the biggest challenge, and then the other thing we saw was um, if you if you look at how we take any given district or school, how those schools fared in school grades varied wildly. You'd say here's this hypothetical district. If that that whole school or district took FSA, our Florida Florida Standards Assessment, the Grade Ten test, the grades would be this and if they all took the SAT their school grades would be this or the ACT the school grades would be that so again it's not insurmountable but it's something that you know legislators users professionals need to understand that if you make that switch you just can't imagine that the grades are going to kind of shake out like they used to so sure um, and then the other questions as accommodations so every every statewide test ACT and ACT have testing accommodations 
most mostly ACT and SAT are taken on paper, so you don't need some of the online accommodations, but you know the large printer Braille, and if you have a computer-based assessment like our high school tests are and will remain, you, know, you have Zoom features and line readers and, and those kinds of things. So, right. uh, but we we did see that uh, for the most part, you could you could have an equitable the, the accommodations would be different, but students who needed who had disabilities can access the content on on the test, and you just have to have the appropriate accommodation for the test that they take. Yeah, sure. We've recognized yeah. that same thing. The assistive technology has come so far that it's, it's a kind of a good thing to provide equitably across the board. Yeah, I can see how the other states are looking to you now because uh, we were talking to uh, the director of curricul- digital curriculum for Orlando and, you know, seventh largest school district in the United States. And that's what's interesting about Florida. You have some large school districts and you have some rural school districts. So your, your results and what you're finding out in your research is going to help pretty much every state because you know it hits the states like Arkansas which is mostly rural school districts and makes it easier to do that um, so that's a that's a great question um, if someone wanted to reach out and, and get in touch with you know, you to find out about getting information from you guys uh, what's the best way to do that uh, best way is by email and uh, I'll give our, our general inbox so it's, okay yeah it's assessment at FLDOE.org, FL, Florida Department of Education.org. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then those questions, sometimes they come to me, like our staff say, I can't answer this, can you help? Uh, yeah. Or we have lots of staff that can help, but they're very knowledgeable, can help cool. with most questions. Do you questions. guys run a Twitter account or anything like that? Uh, we we do. Uh, we'll make sure that we, we provide that. I have my, I'm, I'm at Virgis Vince, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm mostly a lurker, not a, twi- a tweeter. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you can get, if you go through there, we get you the, the Twitter uh, access to awesome. the cool. Department of Education. Cool. Sure. Um, thank you for coming and to letting our listeners know. I probably get a lot of great questions from this one because mm-hmm. it not only affects Florida, it affects yeah. the entire United States. So yeah, bo- both both aspects. So it's, yeah. it's been right. an interesting run. Exactly. So. Well, before we go, we have a little bit well, of we do have a little parting gift yeah. for you. It, Take they, that with David you refers to it as combat pay for having to sit here yeah. with us. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> well, this is really great. I really appreciate sharing again, like so, so many things. Uh, so many things going on in the world of education. And awesome. Yes. Well, yeah, uh, we'll, we're going to put it out okay. to the world. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very good to meet you. You've been listening to a recorded conversation from EduTech Guys live coverage of FETC 2018. For more information about EduTech Guys, visit edutechguys.com. And thanks for listening.